welcome to episode five of the Tin Talk Pod. I'm so happy to welcome newly minted sub 13 minute guy, number four all time indoors. Three indoors, four, three four indoor and out. Okay, 2021 Tokyo Olympian, U.S. 10K champion, world finalist, two time Boulder sub four minute miler. How many times are you an NCAA All American? Eleven. Eleven. Okay, I wrote down eight. I just guessed. Uh, the Sultan of Strava and saunas everywhere. The Warden of Woodways. Father of Minnie Tucker. What am I? Who am I missing? Just Minnie and Tucker. Just Minnie and Tucker. <laughs> Husband of Sage. The 800 Kilohertz. The Pride of Minnesota. The true CEO of On Running and Gen Ucan. The only man that puts the fear of God in Bowerman Track Club. The true Mizungu here with me today. And last but not least, the man I shared a bathroom with for two years. He's back at Bighorn HQ. How does it feel to be back after so many years? <laughs> well, first off, it just feels great to be back at Bighorn. Like, after living here for, what, a year or two, sharing yeah. a bathroom with Sam. Like, a lot of <laughs> memories walking back in here. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, how does it feel to, like, read off that list? Like, U.S. 10K champion, Olympian, number five all-time, sub-13. It's, like, all these things that I bet you if you heard that when you were the kid living here at Bighorn, your fifth year, like, you would say, like, hey, if that's my whole career, I'm, I'm like, content. Like, where do you go from here? Yeah, totally. No, I think a lot of those goals that you read off, I mean, Olympics was, like, mm-hmm. a career goal. Sub-13, that's, like, a career goal. And so to do these in the first, like, two years, three years is, like, yeah, things are ahead of schedule. But I think that what it's allowing me to realize is like, I've told people this before, once I break 13, if I break 27, like after that, I don't really care about times. Like, yeah, it'd be nice to get an American record in like the 5k or the yeah, 10k. there's not many like barriers, yeah, like sub like, four, sub 13, I know, like, like what else is like, there? Like, yes, I want to try and break 1250 now, but like more than anything, I'd rather run 1255 and win a diamond league than right. run 1248 and be second, you know? Mm-hmm. And so... So I think, Diamond League win, that's one. Yeah, I think that like the goals are shifting more to placing and you know winning U.S. titles, win, like doing well at the Worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, like certainly sub thirteen is like that big barrier, and then that's what twenty seven minutes is as well. Like my goals for the year, that like I wrote them down and like. First one was sub-13, next mm-hmm. one sub-27. Well, you were knocking on that door for so long. Like You ran 13.06, 13.04, yeah. you were just chipping away. You ran that insane race in Oslo that, to me, that's the best race, one of the best, if not the best race you've ever run. Yeah. I mean, like, you're 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 there chipping away with, like, some, like, heavy, heavy hitter Ethiopians, like, yeah, you're right there, like, kicking with, like, 200 to go. It's like, dude, this is metal-type talk, like performance right yeah here, i mean you know? I, that race was crazy because going into it like we heard the pace was gonna be at 13 minutes and then it like really slowed down we ran some 65s and so i was just not even looking at the clock mm-hmm. and then i finished and saw 1304 i was like i, I was fully convinced we were at, like 13 10 13 15 just yeah. because all i cared about was competing at that point but yeah no that was like one race that I look back on the years like a really one yeah. where I really put it together. There's definitely something about like what you just said, going into a race where you're just focused on like competing and that's it versus I know personally, there's been so many times where I've been like too overwhelmed with like thinking about like, all right, what's the 3K split going to mm-hmm. be for a 5K? Like, okay, what's that like 800 1K split going to be like going into that like sub four attempt or whatever? And I've ended up like running my worst versus the times where I've been like, dude, just beat as many guys as you possibly can. And that's what's going to bring the best result for sure. No, I agree. I mean, even this weekend, like there's been a lot of races in college, you know, when I've just been going after those times and usually I just fall like flat on my face just because you hit that. It's so easy to chase them, right? Yeah. You see it like, okay, if I run this fast, then I get into NCAAs, you know? Uh Well, this, and that's why this weekend, like my approach was, you know, sit on Ollie. Mm -hmm. And then when Ollie steps off, regardless what the pace is, 747, 755, Dayton said, that's not going to make or break sub 13. Mm -hmm. It's going to be when he steps off, you need to get after it. Like you need, you can't, if you don't speed up, you're slowing down Mm -hmm. once all steps off. And so that was like my whole mindset. And so the only thing was when I saw 748 coming through 3k, I was more scared than anything. Cause I was like, shit, like, how am I going to, how am I going to put my foot on the gas? Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's what I went out in 748 in Brussels and ran 1315, you know? And so it's easy for that to go backwards quick. Oh, totally. You're telling me, man, like the amount of times that I like attempted a race where I went through like even London diamond league, like way back when, when I thought like, Oh, 
I'm gonna shatter 1320, you know, going through like 753, and you just go back in a hurry that last yeah. 2K. You know, you just start swimming in those yeah. 65, well, even in college and they one add up. Yeah, in college one time, I think I went to Mount, no, not Mount Sac, uh, Brian Clay. Oh, yeah, and I that's think right. we I remember went, this. I think we yeah. went through an 801. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh, I'm gonna break 820. Yeah. I think I ran like 1340. Yeah. 134. Like after 3K, I was just like, walking yeah i mean like no like even like lalo this weekend when we were like drinking with him afterwards and we were talking and he was like yeah man i just like don't know what happened and i was like well dude you ran like what like 759 and mm-hmm. you ran 1311 off that like that's a like when you're talking about like these small little like red lines you can either go over and you almost crossed it totally like, you got so close yeah. you know and like he ran 1311 off 758 you know and this time like he went with you guys you know early mm-hmm. and like he crossed that red line just that little bit and then he ran 1322 and there's no doubt lalo's gonna run like a 13-0 later this year i have no doubt mm-hmm. once he hits like that red line properly but yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that red line, you know, like I know Ritz like was one of my heroes because of that, because mm-hmm. he was able to like dive into these deep, deep, dark places. And my high school coach even like printed out these pictures of him, you know, like the iconic <laughs> photos of him, like dead with his eyes rolled, like behind his head and stuff. Now you have one of those photos, you know, Alicia has one of those photos. Like I think Ritz, like apart from the time and like everything else you've accomplished, I bet him seeing you go into that well and really push yourself to that level that is a sacred place like that's mm-hmm. like what to me is like the equivalent of like a surfer being in the barrel you know yeah. what i mean like you are at your like absolute best your wits end you're pushing yourself to limit you're not saving absolutely anything left it's a beautiful sacred scary scary place so mm-hmm. tell me about that last 800 when you were clicking off 30 30 30 point 30 point yeah a lot of people, on for dear life. a lot of people have asked <laughs> me about this just because like my going into that race i knew woody was gonna be good i knew mm-hmm. like it was a really good field and my whole goal was sub 13 and yeah it would have been nice to get the american record win like yes but i was so focused on sub 13 that that's all i cared about mm-hmm. um but yeah then going into that last 800 People were like, well, like, are you mad? Like, when Woody went around you, just, like, sat on you or whatever. And I was Did like, you feel him, like, separate from you? Dude, like, I was so, so out of it. So I was it. so yeah. out of it. Like, I could have been anywhere. Yeah. I mean, like. <laughs> you could have been down here, big horn, yes. drinking, like, when we were 20. <laughs> Literally, man. Like, I was so out of it. Um, and with 200 to go, I mean, I, I I was, like, close to falling into the inside of the track. I yeah. mean, with 200 to go, I needed a 37-second 200 to break <laughs> You did it. 13. You did that. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw, like, because I was looking at every lap, and it was, okay. like, 23-53, 23-53, 23-53. Yeah. And then I closed in, you know, 31 and ran 54. Yeah. Um, and so that was my plan. When Ollie stepped off, I wanted to run 30 points. I told Woody that. I mm-hmm. messaged him before the race. I said, hey, man, when Ollie steps off, I'm just going to run 30 points. That's a fucking and, flex right there. If and, I got that message from you and be like, shit well, he asked me like, too he's like, go he's, like, he's, like, he's like do you want me to lead any of he's like are you asking me to lead any of the reps yeah. and i was just like I, I was like no like all he's gonna lead it and yeah. i'm just gonna push Hell it yeah Double and so down. that's why like i don't, I don't need your help like, bro i just ran sub four in boulder bro yeah i mean that's <laughs> why i don't like for him not leading any of it i don't like hold that against him because he yeah. was yo-yoing man like he yeah. wasn't like when i rewatched the race video I like mean, it's shit, not like man you're a man of your word yeah like, what more like could you have done yeah but like going back to that last 800 it was just literally redlining the whole way and with like 200 to go, I was like, man, did I mistime this. Like, yeah. this is like, if I had to go another 50 meters, I don't think I could have. Yeah. My legs, and it was like a heaviness in the legs. Okay. It was like I couldn't lift my legs anymore. Yeah. I've never really had that. Like, it yeah. was like in my quads. Okay. And normally it's like just like breathing, fatigue, tiredness, and sure. like pain. And this was like straight, like every step was like trying to like yeah. lift my legs. Yeah. Insane, man. Yeah. Like, it's, it's pretty crazy to like think about like your race experience and doing that. Whereas like for us, we went through 3K and then there was that like gap between like mm-hmm. you guys who send it and like me, George, uh, Jonas, um, who else is there? Flanagan, Foppin. Yeah. And like we just had this like race within the race, you know, mm-hmm. that like no one ever is going to go back and like watch because you guys obviously were the real show. Um, but like it was funny how all of a sudden like around, I mean, we ran so slow between like three to four k or something like there was like some there's like a 66 high in there yeah. that really killed us and but it was I mean, funny because we all just went directly into like 
all right, well, if we're not winning this, well, we're at least beating these fuckers around yeah. us, you know? Well, what did you guys go through 3K in 52? Yeah, it was around, I think, like, the front of those guys were, because like, 52, and I was in the back, because it was pretty funny. Like, you went right on the pacer, you were like, I'm doing this today, and I was in dead fucking last right off the bat, Yeah, you know? And I had no intention of that. Like, my intention, I talked to Coach, I was like, look, you're ready, you're fit, you know? Like, put yourself right in it, like, don't mess around with this. And, like, I just got off the line brutally bad, and I just was like, well, shit, like, I guess this is the cards I'm dealt today. Like, I'm not going to sprint up to the front yeah. because, you know, like, first laps are always the fastest, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, I really showed my uh, veteran status, I guess, as a racer by not, like, panicking, you know, because that could have really messed yeah. my race up. But, you know, when I think about it, like, since I was in the back, I lost probably, what, like, what do you think, like, 10 seconds right there? <laughs> so, like, me and you are yeah. actually just neck But, like, neck. The, the thing that I feel a little <laughs> bad was because we wanted to go through in 52 to 55. Right, yeah. And... Ollie, so like Cruz is gonna take Ollie out, and then like mm-hmm. we're like on the line, and like all of a sudden like Sam Atkins on the line. I'm I'm like, yo, are you like racing this? I talked to him for the race too, and, and he's like, like, we've seen him go like 5k and then a 10k. Yeah, the same and so day. I was like, I'm I was like, like, I was like, oh, motherfucker, really gonna? Yeah, run I was like, like is he gonna is he gonna race this? And yeah. then he's like, his response was like, I don't know, man, I just want to get in there and run. And yeah. so I'm like, shit. And then he gets in front of me. Yeah. So it was Ollie, him, then me. Yeah. I'm like, all right, this guy's racing. Like whatever, this can be sick. And then we're at, we hit the mile in 4.11, which is like a little ahead of schedule. Mm -hmm. And he just runs a 60. Like he goes to the front and runs a 60. Do you think he was just trying to help us or do you think he was kind of fucking with us? Dude, I don't know. Like, I really like Sam. Good guy. But like, I was like, what are you doing? Like, like all he had, all he has is like, I ran 7.31. I don't want these guys. So all all he was like trying to like slow it up to 7.52. Like we went out in 2.03. It was a little quick, but he was trying to like ease it into 7.52. Because all he was pissed after. Well, yeah, because he wanted to do a better job. Well, like he was mad, but like when Sam went to the front and ran, he ran from 1600 to 2K. He was a wild card for sure. He ran like a 61 and then steps off the track. And I was Mm -hmm. like, what the, what's going on? Like, And I, I mean, I really He's like such a mystery man, isn't he? Yeah. Like, but, like, like what's he doing in Broomfield, Colorado? I, like, I know. Training by himself. Like, I wish he was on Strava. Like, I wish well, I knew what he did yeah. before running. Well, I was talking to him before the 3K. And because he asked me, he's like, what's the pace for the 5K? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to decide what to do. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, we're going to try to decide day of. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm like, we're going to try and hit the standard. But like, if you just go mm-hmm. run right on yard, like he's going to run something crazy. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what he did. Yeah. But so when he came back in the 5K, though, I was just, I was so confused. And then people were a little mad that they were because mm-hmm. like ollie just had it dialed man like yeah. he was gonna take us through he's such a metronome like for sure he was gonna take us through 752 and running that lap too fast just pulled everyone apart and for yeah. people like in your pack who were trying yeah. to run 1305 yeah it's like dude 161 in there that like kind of sure. pulls the pack mm-hmm. like that can really well jordy ended up having to like lead a part of that you know what i mean and like we all know jordy like you know like he's a guy that's waiting for the big kick at the end like yeah you know what i mean and like we've seen him do it before where he's kind of like falling asleep in the middle you Mm -hmm. know and like he finds himself leading that chase pack and meanwhile like me fop and ben you know like we're all like i mean those are my rivals you know right now where it's like i want to beat those guys just as much as they want to beat me you know and we go back and forth and uh we all just started looking at each other like, well, I'm not, go- I'm not going to the league. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to save it up and beat these guys yeah. now, you know? Um, but it's good, you know, because I clicked back into that racing mentality and that's what in turn helped me have my, my own breakthrough in that race. Uh, but yeah, man, I want to go back a little bit. Um, it's like, it's so crazy to like, think back at all those runs we did together, me fresh off like a cortisone shot in my Achilles. So I was able to do like a month of summer training with you, like right when you were making these decisions with like on running and during COVID. And it was such a strange time where no one was really signing people. Mm -hmm. And it was this scary moment where there are these amazing, talented runners like yourself coming off the NCAA. Are you going to go back for COVID year? You know, like, is Wetmore going to want you back for another year? You know, there's all these question marks on like what people were going to do. And it's crazy because every other company in the space was laying people off, you know, Adidas, Nike, like everyone like was like, sorry, like we're not selling things like Mm -hmm. we, we, we can't, you know, have this except on running, Mm -hmm. like on running was like, this is our time to strike. And it was this perfect storm where when I go back in my head and my marketing brain is like, dude, people have to do like a, like a serious case study on this, you know, Mm -hmm. because it was like, everyone talks about maybe now like, oh, wanting to do what on did, you know what I mean? 
And I don't think any company, unless they really just invest all their budget into just distance for one year, mm-hmm. is ever going to be able to quite replicate what you guys were able to do with signing NCAA champions. Like, you know, Ollie, you, and then bringing Morgan and having the Jordy being the mile champion. You know, it's like, it's a crazy perfect storm. And the thing that I love to think back is uh, when we were talking about like those early coaching decisions, you mm-hmm. know, like on cast, like a really wide net, you yeah. know, like talking to Magnus a little bit. Solinsky, Ritz, some mm-hmm. other guys, you know, we're not going to get anyone in trouble here, but like, talk to me about that. And it's crazy because they gave the keys to you. Yeah. So like, I'll say first off, mm-hmm. you're the first person who told me to, like, I got this call from on, I remember talking to you on a run one day. I'm like, yeah, like on running, like sent me an email or reached out to mm-hmm. me and I was like, but they don't like really do much with running and you were telling me that like you're like no man like in europe they're really big like Mm -hmm. they're growing like this is an opportunity that you should at least pursue or like talk to Mm -hmm. and so you were the first person to tell me that because i mean i probably would have ended up taking a call and like pursuing it a little bit but like i didn't really take it too seriously until you were like describing to me how big they were in europe already Mm -hmm. and so like i give i always thank you for that for like (laughs) pushing me out the door with that it's funny i think back at like our instagram post like there's like a picture of me and you like in the back of a trunk and you're wearing on shoes and like i like kind of leaked your like decision when you were like testing them out Mm -hmm. you know so like what was that early on you know like testing the shoes talking to coaches like yeah tell me all about so Early on, like, yeah, it was just they're trying to, like, sell to me. Basically, like, they had some product. They had kind of an infrastructure of what they wanted. And it was basically they were just, like, pitching their dream. Like, pitching, like, we want this shoe. We want to develop these spikes. We want a product team to be, like, making these spikes. We want, like, this level of athlete. Mm -hmm. We want to bring in a coach that's going to, like, change the – we don't want to bring in, like, just a lackluster shining. We want to bring in a coach that's going to be, like, wow. Yeah. And so – it was just all these things and they were just kind of like pitching this dream and like as the process went on, it was just kind of like they kept delivering on these like little things Mm -hmm. and it just kind of like started to give me more and more confidence. And then it was like coming down to like signing time and it was like, um, it was like, so that's kind of all we have for right now. Mm -hmm. Like we're going to get, this is our plan, but it was COVID. Everything was slow. It wasn't like, it was you and Danny, right? Like you and Danny together were like talking kind of like, and that was nice that she was at two CU captain, the powerhouse. She was at Colorado. And so we were like very close. And so that was nice to have her. Like she asked a lot of great Mm -hmm. questions. And, um, but then it kind of came to the point where it was like, you're going to sign or you're not. And I basically, um, went to them and I was like, look, I can't sign if I don't, know who's going to be the coach yeah. like because at this point there was no coach yeah and so they were like well what if we had you in on these conversations and like essentially you had like veto power so mm-hmm. like if there was someone that they really wanted because danny didn't end up signing mm-hmm. and so it was just me at the time yeah and so i was probably signed like maybe a month before any coach or any athletes other athletes yeah. other than me and so basically they're like these are the coaches that you mentioned mm-hmm. And I just started having phone calls with them, like a few, um, like I probably had two to three phone calls with each of them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, these are all like really great candidates. Yeah. Um, but the thing I loved, like the thing that really pushed me towards Dathan was just that like his eagerness. He was like, oh yeah, like you have 20 mile run Sunday. Like I'll fly out. Yeah. And then you, it's, it's that, I don't know, were you on that run? That's right. When he yeah. was biking on the fixed gear. Yeah, and I'm geeking out because like I said, like Ritz was one of my childhood heroes, like watching these races, you yeah. know? So yeah, that's yeah, and right. So, and so he wasn't even signed on as So he, he was at that point. Was, that was like okay. right after, but he was okay. like, but I mean, when I like talked to him on the phone, I was like, look, I'm not being coached by Mark and Heather anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just kind of doing my own thing. Yeah. Um, like, can I have some guidance? Like this is like, I would want some guidance even before you move out here. Mm -hmm. And he's like, look, if I take this job, like I'm going to try and be out there by September. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, he's out there by like June. Yeah. And that's a huge (laughs) commitment, you know, yeah, moves his family, family, sells his house, buys a house out here, like all this stuff. And so with the, the other coaches who are great, like I love their Mm -hmm. philosophies. They were super smart. Obviously they're very accomplished. Yeah. It was just a little bit more like, yeah, we got to see like what the money is. We got to see like, you know, if I can move out there, maybe I coach remotely. It's just more of like, um, they weren't all like, like Dathan was like, I'm there. Like I'm, I'm just ready. Yeah. He was ready. ready. And so it was just like, it was an obvious match. And then Steve DeCoger had worked with Dathan before at another brand. And so it was like, they had that relationship. And they understood what it took to not only, 
invest in a team, but then reinvest and continue to, you know, yeah. and that's such an admirable thing that like I look at in just absolute envy, you know, where like I see like all of a sudden you guys can sign Mario and Yard and then you see what they can do now where it's like, oh my gosh, like they not only signed NCAA talent, they're doubling down. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like the Warriors winning a title and then bringing on KD <laughs> yeah. and being like, okay, now watch what we do. Like yeah. get ready now. Well, you I know? think that a lot of it too, um, was like Steve helped build the Brooks beast. Mm-hmm. So he knew like the infrastructure that needed to be in place. But then Dathan had been like with NLP, you know, he mm-hmm. with Hanson's. And so he had like that knowledge too, of like what the infrastructure he thought needed to be in place to build a successful team. Mm-hmm. And so just like these people, like the two were in together were just like perfect to like, cause a team, as you know, it's not just a coach, an athlete and a shoe brand. Like you need like an infrastructure. You need like, you need support top to you, bottom, top to bottom. Exactly. Top to bottom. And so that's what they were really good at forming. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then when we saw, like, when we started bringing people like Yard and Mario on visits, it was like, wow, like, we we took them away from Bowerman and we didn't just take them away. Mm-hmm. Like, they had bigger offers on the table, like right. money-wise. Yeah. But they wanted to be a part of this team. Yeah. And I love Yard on a podcast the other day. He said that and he's like, look, yeah, I awesome. just realized if I run well, the money's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, how <laughs> you yeah. go around seven twenty eight? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know what his bonus was for that, yeah. but I'm sure it's. Uh, I'm sure he's. Hopefully, mu- it's a rollover. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, like, man, his car, his freaking Ford Mustang electric. <laughs> right. I think his he's doing all car. right financially. Yeah. So yard is uh, yard is a character of his own. For yeah, sure. hundred oh, percent. But that but was just really cool to see. What you were saying, like originally though, and like going, like I remember when you were getting these first on shoes. I remember being like, oh shit, you know, like. I don't know how Klecker's going to do this volume in these, like, kind of, like, airplane shoes, you yeah. know, because that was the original stereotype, yeah, totally. you know what I mean? Is like, that was the original stereotype, was this, these are shoes for guys, like, businessmen to wear in the mm-hmm. airport, because you can just put them in your suitcase, yeah. and you crunch them up <laughs> anyway, and then in comes Jordan Donnelly, and starts making some damn good shoes, Yeah, you know, our boy. Well... I mean, I first met Jordan when he was over at Bighorn. We were watching like Dr- right. Drew run That's at right. Pre Classic yeah. one year, and that was when I first met Jordan. And then um, Bighorn, it's just a revolving door, man. Yeah, man. The, the people that have come through here, it's yeah. like it is crazy. crazy to think about that origin of Bighorn and like thinking about when we were all first here together, living in this house, like the energy that we all had of like wanting to be great, like mm-hmm. wanting to be Olympians, wanting to be world champions. You know what I mean, like. Read and we we're like thirteen forty guys. Yeah, exactly. And we just all like I mean, I would say like Morgan Pearson of all of us kind of like had the most like brash kind of confidence yeah. that like he was kind of saying like I'm going to triathlons and if I don't win a medal like in my first year, I'm just gonna come back to running and then win a medal and running. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, like that was his mentality. Yeah. And I just would always be like, Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right, like I wanna do that too. Yeah. You know? No, totally. It was that was a fun time. Like, yeah, there was so much energy, but like we hadn't, none of us in our own right had really accomplished anything. No, we didn't like, deserve, we didn't deserve to be talking the way we yeah. were for sure. But I think that's what it takes like to actually make it is like have that unwarranted confidence before, like before you do it. And yeah. of course you got to back it up or else you look like an idiot. Yep. But yeah, the thing about, um, people ask me all the time, like about Klecker, you know what I mean? Like, since I know you so well, um, and like, like, what do you think it is about him that like his success and how he's been able to get to where he is now and in college and everything. And it kind of goes and you kind of have said it without already saying it out loud. But I always tell people that it's, you know, your belief. It's your ability to when you were at CU, Wetmore was the best NCAA coach. You know what I mean? And you said that to yourself every single day when you showed up to practice, mm-hmm. you know? And that's in turn why you ran so well there. Yeah. And all of a sudden, for you to be able to then sw- flip the switch and be like, Ritzenheim is the best professional <laughs> coach. You know yeah. what I mean? And you believe that full-heartedly still yeah. to this day. Every single day of practice, when he writes training for you, you believe that. And I think belief is such a lost thing in the sport. And I think it's the reason why so many college kids, high school runners, end up you know, not getting to their full potential because there's a lack of belief. And there's a lack of communication between the two. Where does that belief come from? Is that from Barney? Is that from Janice? Like, what? Where is that rooted from? Well, I mean, I think for one, you got. I look at the athletes like for with Mark. I look mm-hmm. at the athletes he coached, and it's like, yeah, his his pedigree is there. But um, I mean, I always think about this: like, your workouts are part of it, but like, 
that's not everything. Like mm-hmm. you can go and run these insane workouts and race terribly. Mm-hmm. But I think that one thing that Mark was really good at and one thing Dathan's really good at is just getting you to believe that when you step on the starting line, you're going to be ready to go. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if you're running 62s in practice or 63s. Like if you're on the starting line and you believe you're fit and you can compete, that's what's most important. And I think that that's what's hard for a lot of college kids and maybe even professionals to understand is like, yeah, you see like us going to the track and ripping these workouts and like they're impressive, but at the end of the day, that's not a hundred percent of what's getting us to like for you to go to BU and go out in seven fifty five. I'm sure there's plenty of guys at CU that were working out with you, but then couldn't get close to you and work and, and sorry in the race itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I do think yes, sure, talent, whatever you want to call it, you know. But I definitely think like that deep, deep belief, you know, yeah. goes such a long way. Yeah, and I think that. You just have to, like, I changed my, my, in college, my mindset was like, when I was doing workouts, it wasn't like, I need to crush this workout. It's like, I need to do this workout and envision the race. Mm-hmm. Like when you're running K's at 236, it's not, okay, we got to hammer it to hit 236. I got like, to close this rep. Yeah. It's like, it's like, no, yeah. this is 5k pace. Mm-hmm. I got to be feeling like 1k into, mm-hmm. you know, 1k into a 5k race. And so kind of when I started having that mindset, then yeah, you get on the start line. And it's like, you've already run this through in your mind before. Mm-hmm. And it makes it a lot easier versus like, oh shit, like now I'm racing. Yeah. Like I like, yeah, it's crazy how like the mind is something and you know, like I've had my whole mindfulness stick, you know, for a long time now. And that is something where it's crazy how if I could go back to like young Parsoni and like tell him like, Hey, this is what's going to take you a lot further, a lot quicker in your career is exactly what you're just saying is that visualization aspect, whether it's in a workout, whether it's for me, like I love aqua jogging the week before a race and really going through every scenario that might happen in the race. And I think that is like a completely underutilized thing that like people like, I mean, we work out, we lift, we do all this crazy stuff, but then we're not willing to spend a little bit of time actually thinking about what it might be like in that moment. Yeah, totally. You know? Like with like where it really gets tough, what are you going to say to yourself? Yeah. Like and you're not willing to answer that. Like my other thing too that I always think about is like, say you're going through in 755 mm-hmm. like some like one time that might be really hard mm-hmm. one time it might be really easy but like you need to let yourself like interpret how you're feeling because you might go through in 755 and your next five can be like holy shit i feel amazing mm-hmm. but if in your mind 755 is so fast mm-hmm. you're gonna get there and be like oh this is hard yeah and so that was like this weekend um or last weekend i was just like 747 750 sounds insane but don't tell yourself that's hard right now like be in the race and feel it out. Like, cause I went through 3k and I felt really good and it was 747 mm-hmm. and it's like, you just gotta, like, if you tell yourself that's hard and it's going to hurt, then you're going to be in pain and you're going to be hurting at that point in the For race. Sure. But if it's like, okay, let's just get into the race and run. And like, maybe I'm hurting and I have to like adapt, but maybe I'm feeling amazing and I can mm-hmm. keep pushing. It's almost like the Elliot Kipchoge, like smile thing, you know, where it's like, how crazy is it that he can, you know, go through like half marathon in an hour and then, probably has to smile at it you know what I mean like almost have to like laugh at it you know what I mean be like yeah I'm doing this right Mm -hmm. now you know and like there's definitely like a secret sauce that comes within that you know ability but Uh, it's like if he told himself that was going to be hard it would be hard but like yeah when yeah you have to like I don't know it just like you have to like be willing to just accept how it's going to feel and like Mm -hmm. maybe you do feel amazing but you can't you can't determine that before the race yeah acceptance is such a big thing you know and like it's one of the most positive things i think anyone can tell themselves before a race is that this is going to hurt and if you think it's going to be easy and you think it's going to come easy the minute you start hurting the race it's going to really suck yeah but if you tell yourself before the race like yeah people can say like oh it's boston the track's going to be great that track is not going to run that race. No. Like at the end of the day, like your legs, your lungs, they're still working the same way at any other track. Like, yes, it might be perfectly built for this certain pace, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? But like, yeah. And the other thing too, is like people think, oh, your training is going amazing. Mm -hmm. The race is still going to hurt. It's still going to be hard. No matter what, no matter what, you could go run three by mile and sub four up Mm -hmm. here, whatever. Like you could run an amazing workout. You get to be you and race a 5k. Mm -hmm. It's still going to hurt. Like it's still going to be pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Who I'm interested to hear, like, who are you looking at on Strava? And who are you just, and maybe past that, like, who are you chasing? Like, mm-hmm. who are you looking at and being like, well, if he's doing that, I want to do that, you know? Yeah. So first Strava. Yeah, first Strava. I mean, I would say I didn't always follow a ton of people, but I definitely follow, like, your guys' team. I just mm-hmm. followed Christian Blumenfeld, like, 
just seeing these guys who I don't even understand Christian stuff when it comes yeah, to Montrava. Well, like, like I have no perception of like his bike rides and his yeah, swims. Like I don't know I don't how understand far it. that is. Yeah. You know? So he, he, like I just followed him, so it's hard for me to understand that. But I always love just following like people from different training groups and just like seeing like we're all kind of doing the same thing, yeah. just like slightly different. Yeah. And I think that's like the and that comes back to where like the belief component. That's the edge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where I see, like, it's those type of things where it's like, we're all running this amount, you yeah. know? And it's like, okay, like, I, I joked in the last podcast where it's like, yeah, like, NAU, they're doing some crazy shit up there. Yeah, you know, at least totally. With Mike Smith Elite, you know, Opening as the workouts boys in 54 seconds. Yeah, exactly. Jogging around for 10 minutes. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think, I mean, talking to Jordy about, like, their, their mm-hmm. workouts and what they do, yeah. he's like, yeah, Mike changes the workouts, and so, like, you're probably never going to do the same, like, VO2 session mm-hmm. twice, yeah. and I think he does that by design, so you're not comparing, comparing. Yeah. but, I mean, shit, the athletes believe in it, it seems like he just rolls a dice, man, and that's the rep you do, <laughs> yeah. but, like, maybe he does, but if the athletes yeah. believe it, obviously it's working. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, uh, I thought the, did you get to see the Woody interview after the race? Did you, did you listen to it? can't say i did you can't say i did okay well you should watch you should listen to it it's like super refreshing i understand why you did it um like he's super honest about like his transition away from bowerman mm-hmm. and like he's basically like called out jerry which was like took some balls whether yeah. he realized he was doing it or not but like he said he was like yeah like jerry thought his like career like you're throwing your career mm-hmm. away you know by like not doing it and it's crazy because when he was talking to austin and i you know, and, and you were there when he said it also, like when we were waiting for yard to finish his drug test, um, he said, you know, I just was like hanging on to like Louise in like workouts, you know, and just trying to finish these workouts with Mm -hmm. Louise. And you said this very similar thing, you know, not that you were hanging on, but you told me you were like, yeah, dude, like yard is the guy to watch out. You know what I mean? And that is why I ended up like tweeting that thing about like, Oh, like American record on notice. You know what I mean? (laughs) Because when I'm like, okay, shit, like, when y- when when Klecker's telling me yards on one and like because that all I hear is always like yeah well got dragged around by Klecker today in this workout you yeah. know or whatever but then I heard you say that about yard I was like damn something special's coming dude I mean I don't even think he's scratched the surface like really I mean dude, every day like we're we're in practice and like they're running three hundreds and like forty one yesterday mm-hmm. and like you have Ollie Hoare three forty what seven miler looking like pretty good. I'm, like, telling Jordy, I'm, like, dude, it looks like Yard swings his arms once every, like, three steps. Yeah. <laughs> He's just, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, dude, this guy's going to, like, that 728 was impressive, but I honestly don't think that's scratching the surface. Yeah. Like, if you told me, like, I don't even know, what the, what's the world record for the 1500? Hickam. 325. Mag, we'll have to find that Like, one. I, I think he can run 328 this year. Yeah. Like, and I, maybe even faster. Like, I don't yeah. know what his limit is, man. Like, yeah. like, watching him in practice, it's, like. It's scary, huh? I mean, I honest, I don't know if I've ever seen a more talented runner in my life. Wow. Being honest, yeah. And I'm training with Ollie Hor, fucking yeah, all exactly. these guys, you yeah, know. Exactly. So it's just... we need to get uh, Louise and Yard working out together. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like Louise is like the kingpin of Flagstaff, and Yard is now the kingpin of Boulder. When it, at least when it comes to that sort of speed work, um, I still think you got his number when but, it comes to like. Dude, he doesn't even like tempo, know the workout. But... Like we're doing a workout the other day, and like be like, so what's the recovery? He goes, I don't know, Ollie. Do do you know? Like, it's like he doesn't even know what's going on, but he just, like, you tell him to do something, and I, like, he's going to do it. Like, yeah. it's just, like, it's... I do that, too, to a certain extent, where, like, I like to know less and just, like, follow, you True. know? Um, and there's definitely... Yeah, it's, like, type... Like, some people are more type A. Like, me and Mario, it's, like, we know the workout, right. and we're going to get it done. Yeah. And then you got people who are, like, Ollie and Yard, who are more, like, just... You know, like, yeah. Well, like there how- was years there where I would just like follow Drew, and it was like I didn't even read the workout. Yeah, and it's like, oh, we have another six hundred. Great, let's yeah. do it. You know, um, but no, it's really exciting. I can't wait to see what Yard runs at uh, Milrose. I feel like it's one of these races where like it's Ollie's race, right? You know, yeah, like seeing champ. what he re- returning champ. You know, Kerr got scared and jumped into three K with us. You know, didn't <laughs> want the smoke. Um, so it's one of these things where like. Yard kind of is the guy to beat now, but Ollie still has the throne. But then you, you know? got Mario, who got fourth at Worlds, who's yeah, like, I know, who just ran I 734, know. who's like kind isn't of in it, the... Isn't that crazy? You just like forget. It's like, yeah. oh, 734. It's and like... what I will say too about Mario is his training has been insane. Like yeah. he's been running, like it's just like if you didn't have mm-hmm. all these guys around him, like he, I mean, he's doing everything that mm-hmm. like Yard's doing too. So it's like I uh, between those three, like, I would not want to have to pick who I think is going to win. Like, <laughs> it's just going to be 
it's gonna be a crazy yeah it's race. funny how like i think um at some point like ollie said something about like yeah you know like it's great because none of us are like direct competitors on our team you know what i mean and like i was thinking today i was like huh like you might not be direct competitors at national championships but i guarantee you you guys are gonna find yeah. yourselves in a well, prelim being like oh shit like yeah. i gotta go against mario and well, yarder even at like Muros this week it's like yeah, it's a big meet, but it's more yeah. fun. Are they going to work out separately Sunday? Are they going to do separate <laughs> workouts? Do you like I know like the Fraser, like Ryan and Wesley Fraser. Anyone to recall that throwback at NC State? Like there was this flow track that you can go back and watch, and they were so competitive against each other. These two girls that like they literally did the same exact workout in opposite directions, <laughs> and like we're going like back and forth. Like it was like no, uh, I would say that they're not com- like it. The crazy thing is like people ask us about like that mile we ran. Like, mm-hmm. are you guys like competitive in workouts? And it's like honestly, like no. Like, yeah. like no one's kicking the final rep. Like for us, like the accomplishment is that we like finished the workout feeling good. Yeah. And like, like for me, I was more impressed that all six of us ran 357, 358 than like one, you know, than one person having a great workout. Yeah. And that's like what we were going for with, yeah, for like sure. we were trying to figure out the pacing to kind of like help out, you know, like, okay, I'll take the first 800 and then. Yeah. You know, then Ollie takes a lap, then Yard takes a lap to like pull along Jonas and Jordy right. to like have their best workout too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was a that was that was a great text you sent me right after the workout. <laughs> you were like, got my facility record back because then I because for anyone that doesn't know that wasn't following, I ran at like a CU race and I ran the mile there and then I ran the 3K and I'm like, all right, I just showed these on boys like I'm fit, I'm ready to go. You know, like I just put them on notice. You know, and then of course. Ritz was like, all right, let's show Parsons. I'm just going to spin this story now. Let's show Parsons who the real big boys are. And you well, the funny thing was the original workout. workout was written out at 408. And yeah. we're like, okay, that'd be like a solid like. And then you saw me go four flat and you're like, all <laughs> no, right. <laughs> no, then it was 406. And we're like, okay, that'll be solid. Yeah. And then we get to practice and he writes 402. And we're like, dude, is he just doing this because like Sidious Mag is here? Or like, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. And we're thinking it's going to be like insanely hard. But if we were to run 402, I mean, it was only 1600. So like mm-hmm. 404 mile, it wouldn't have really been like the workout we needed to have the weekend we did last mm-hmm. week and the weekend we're going to have uh at milrose so yeah. it i mean that's just dathan like acting on the fly knowing how fit we are and knowing sometimes how hard you have to push to because you have to hit that effort to to in training to be able to be ready to race you can't just yeah can't just run threshold and then go run yeah. 728 you know yeah exactly you gotta you gotta train insane or you remain the same sometimes <laughs> um all right well we have a big race coming up. We got the Milrose Games 3K, um, 7.39. Is that your current PB? Yep. Outdo- outdoors, Outdoor, right? Yeah. You did that at... Uh, down in Arizona. Down in Arizona. COVID, That's COVID right. Winter. That's right. Yeah. The COVID winter. Man, so. that was a fun time, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Down in Phoenix. Not for us. Not for us. We all kind of got injured. And, you know, we became like Williams of the professional running world, like bottom of the grid, and really went through some dark times. But I do still cherish Phoenix, and I loved being there and training in that amazing weather um yeah so milrose games coming up we got a star-studded field a bunch of killers again yard just ran 728 mario ran 734 i'm sure you want to do in that same be in that same tax bracket for 3k <laughs> so what how, how are you feeling going to the race obviously you're yeah well good. i told ray early on i was like i mean my big race is the 10k right and i told ray like I don't want it to be a tactical race. I don't want to go out in 410 and kick. Like, right. I want to, if I'm going to go to run the 3K at Milrose, I want it to be fast. And so I told him originally, I'm like, I want 404 mm-hmm. through 3K or through 1600. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, after seeing yards, like, shit, like, we got to go 401. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. so I, it'll be fast. I mean, I'm more concerned with winning. I yeah. mean, man, if I can sit on Woody and try and out kick him, that'd feel great. Yeah. For um, sure. If he's even running, I don't know. Yeah. He's running new balance this weekend. Yeah. So. You know, now that, now that Jerry's not dictating his training, Woody can just race every weekend now, whatever he wants, yeah. whatever he wants. And he's yeah. Doing what he's doing the grand prix and then mill Rose. Yeah. Yeah. Said, yeah and... He might be. Yeah. So if he's there, I mean, I'm more concerned with like competing there, mm-hmm. but competing and running fast is the dream, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's the type of thing where it's like, we haven't seen, anything i mean like kerr ran half marathon he's gonna be like he's gonna be there no doubt a medalist you can never yeah i mean i mean i don't care if he went you know i don't care what he's doing he does if he has a medal you can't ever yeah count count him out out. yeah and then cooper you know coming off like uh his broken foot i think it was yeah from from worlds yeah his move to bowerman like it's gonna like i'm so excited to see where these guys are at you know and i'm sure they are like 
horses just in the gates just waiting to go you know after watching yeah. everything that we did in boston being like all right now i want to go do all that yeah no i think Miro's gonna be crazy i mean i look back when i ran it in college and mm-hmm. i was second to justin knight who's you know obviously 1240 some mm-hmm. guy and then i beat for third was jordan guzman and nothing in mm-hmm. like that was it was a solid field but it's just like man like now look at the field now yeah, like it's, crazy. <laughs> it's just it's crazy. insane yeah, how crazy. good these races have gotten mm-hmm. yeah absolutely do you know who the call who are the college guys is dylan jacobs doing it again nico is doing it and dylan okay yeah okay yeah drew bosley wish he was in it but i guess he got his 3k out of the way got his already. 3K, yeah i don't know what he's doing he should go for a fast mile or something so like we've already touched this a little bit but like you said you wanted to like get that diamond league title um like in a race, you know, like what is your outdoor season? Like, do you have some diamond leagues that you already like are keying off of? Like, is there anything that you really are like bucket list race that you want to run? Yeah. So, I mean, I think everything is keyed off the U.S. champs. Mm-hmm. And so when are those? Is it, so is the 10K separated? No, they, they put it back with the rest of the okay. U.S. champs. So it's like early July. Yeah. And so unfortunately that probably means it's Oslo, which is like was my favorite race of the year last right. year. I probably can't go back. It's a little yeah. too close. Mm-hmm. We're not totally ruling it out, but Dathan's kind of like iffy on it. But mm-hmm. um, kind of the ones I'm looking at, an early one, there's a 3K in Doha, which mm-hmm. Dathan's like, yeah, it might be a little too early. Yeah, I mean those mileage points though. <laughs> yeah, man. My, oh, man, I'd be, I'd be top status quick. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think the, the – one that we're like really keened in on is Florence. Oh yeah, Rome. And yeah, yeah. so yeah, normally it Rome, was this, Rome. Yeah, Rome yeah. was Rome. Now it's in Florence. Mm-hmm. That's always a fast one. For sure. That's an opportunity where you just take a risk, go yeah. out like hell, and yeah. see if you can hold on. Um, and then what's beyond that? You know, then it's U.S. I haven't looked much beyond the U.S. champs, yeah. but you know, then there's Zurich at the end of the summer. Yeah. There's London. Mm-hmm. Um, brussels again mm-hmm. so maybe some of those yeah. um but i think too i might try and do a half marathon in the fall oh yeah so after worlds maybe i'll stay and do a few track races but maybe i just come back to boulder put in a few weeks of like higher mileage and do a half marathon that's kind yeah, of yeah that'd be sweet i mean at. connor mance is kind of setting the tone for that right now you know yeah so like i loved it i loved seeing him like even in milrose last year like i'll never forget like he was kind of i mean going to milrose last year you know i was kind of in that like six weeks get fit quick plan mm-hmm. you know what i mean so like i was right in the back and just hanging on for dear life basically from the gun and connor mance i remember was kind of in the back of me and like all of a sudden he just kind of like just exploded mm-hmm. and just sprinted to the front all that, out yeah. and he just stayed in top gear from there on yeah. like a k out and just kept going and i was like this kid like how does he have this range yeah. bro? insane i mean he's run, after he's, houston yeah he's run 337 like yeah that's, dude he's that's got no he's joke. got he's got sneaky wheels there's not many 337 guys running you know 60 flat like yeah. half marathons nowadays so you'll definitely be in good company i cannot wait until the mance clecker battle in like la marathon or maybe even past that one <laughs> yeah day. that'll be that that'll be uh that'll be awesome oh yeah i wanted to ask you about um last thing um 5k 10k i think after this weekend obviously 5k like do you ever think about like oh maybe i should do that at worlds like is there any little bit of that in the back of your head yeah okay that would be kind of sweet you know yeah so especially you've experienced now two 10ks at international level yeah fucking brutal man. yeah so you, know, like you were ninth at worlds right you know ninth at worlds and in you see like louise he's like fourth yeah you know in the 5k you know he's like right there and i watch your race in oslo and i'm like man like Clecker, you could do that too yeah so after oslo i was definitely like maybe i should do the five and yeah. then and then even after worlds this year I, f- I came off the 10k and i felt great and mm-hmm. so i'm not ruling out doubling i think mm-hmm. as i get older i can recover from these 10ks better and initially like in tokyo it was like you no know, david's like you need to have a one track mind like you can't have that backup plan you need for sure it's the 10k or nothing yeah and then last year, kind of the same thing. I was coming off the injury. It was like 10K or nothing. Mm-hmm. And then after like Worlds, I got ninth. And like within like two, three days, my body felt really good. And I was kind of like, you know, next year, I think I want to go for the double. So mm-hmm. I think that this year, there's a good chance that I, if I make the 10, I, yeah. I think the 10 is probably first. Yeah. And then there's a good chance I come back and try and make the five. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I mean, I'm 26 now. Mm-hmm. I think that I can just recover from these races a lot better. Yeah. And you know, it's just another chance to like 
try and be there at the bell and go for exactly. go for metal. But like after last year in the 10k, it's like I can't give it up. Like and it's you like, see Grant do it too, and totally. it's like okay, like I beat this guy. Like yes, Grant, phenomenal. Like ran this 26 flat or whatever 10k, mm-hmm. you know. But like, yeah, it's like that. That's in your wheelhouse too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's super yeah. exciting. What are what are your like go to recovery methods? Like I know like Jen, you can you use a lot of that. Like what are your go to like recovery stuff right now? Like in between workouts, and yeah. So what you'll do in between those big races? Just like I mean, I'm really like keen on my sleep. Like mm-hmm. getting getting my sleep. It sounds like stupid, but yeah. you know, soft tissue work. Um, one thing in training that has I've has changed a lot is like with since I've been with Jen, you can like using like fuel on runs. Like mm-hmm. it sounds so like like a marathon, or it sounds so like cliche but like i've been finishing these long runs and it just feels like so easy like my body is so much more recovered and so that's yeah. probably one thing that's changed a lot but i'm just big on like i take a like i texted you i'm gonna yeah. be a little late i'm taking my nap yeah. so i take a nap every day i you know yeah. i get nine hours of sleep like mm-hmm. i i kind of have you sleeping all right at fourteen thousand feet still dude yeah i'm all adjusted to yeah. it like <laughs> i'm gonna sleep better man like yeah. i got that white noise around yeah, me yeah yeah um, so it's good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's awesome, man. I definitely like that recovery stuff. It's like I definitely have started shifting my focus also, and I think it's one of these things where it's like, yeah, this is great that like we can say this as you know like multiple year professionals now for other people to learn from us. Where it's like workouts, you want to rec- like the most important thing about a workout sometimes is like how quickly can you recover off that? You know, totally. it's like the shoes are really important or a long like, run, like fueling during it. You know, it's like the clock starts almost when the workout starts, Yeah, you know, to like how quickly can you turn around and recover? Yeah. Because I mean, if you do a long run and you Mm -hmm. can't feel good on your workout on Thursday, it's like you you might have to adjust that long run. What's the benefit? You got to, it's like, you're trying to fit in as much quality training in a week as you can. Mm -hmm. So exactly. Yeah. That recovery is kind of the limiting factor at our level. Like it's funny when I think back at like my college experience, like I would, you know, go out, do my long run. We would always hammer it, you know, like point of pride, like always Same just, way. I used to just like kill the hills as hard as I could, you know, drop the underclassmen. Um, but then like afterwards I'd probably wait, like I'd just like chug these like shitty, really sugary Powerade drinks, you know, yeah. that we had that like the trainers would mix up for us. And then, and then we'd probably like shower for like an hour and mess around in the locker room. And then we would go get some shitty food before like a tailgate or something mm-hmm. and eat like cheeseburgers and fries at clues, like at NC state shout out, wearing the shirt, <laughs> real woman, wear red. Um, and it was just like one of these things where I was like, what was I doing? Yeah. Like I was like, man, if I would have been like taking in like protein, hydrating during the long run. Well, you look at like what like NAU's doing, like I certainly wasn't doing that in college. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. These guys are, have it down to a system, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why you see the level of college like get so much higher because it's like, man, there's so much stuff. And then on top of that. I would just take Sunday off completely after this Saturday long run, probably go out that night mm-hmm. and then try to like get ready then for like a Monday run. Monday run would suck. And then I'm behind for like starting off Tuesday's workout. Groggy. Yeah. It's like, no wonder I barely just broke 14 minutes in the 5k, you know, yeah. it's like, and, and I was just going through the motions and I thought I was doing it right. Yeah, I'm like, man, I'm working hard. I would hard, say the thing like, that's changed is the, the yeah. transparency. We didn't really know. I mean, no, even for, no, like, I had no idea. We had no, no idea what the yeah. people at the top were doing. No. Now you have like, yeah, teams like CU. I mean, I was, and they I, can follow either of us on Strava plug um, and see exactly what we're doing too. And they're yeah. like, okay, like if these guys are doing this, and I want to run thirteen ten, and mm-hmm. you know, sub thirteen, like this is what it's gonna take. Yeah, you know, like yeah, kids might look at that and be like, oh, like they're stupid, they're gonna burn out running four flat in practice or whatever. But it's like, yeah, but. <laughs> You've got to do crazy shit sometimes to get crazy results, yeah. you know? I mean, and it's a tough pill to swallow sometimes. I mean, when we ran... it's su- dangerous, right, for yeah. injuries and whatnot. When, when, when OAC runs sub four in practice, we're too fit too early. Yeah. But, like, if Bowerman goes and rubs sub four in yeah. practice, it's like, holy shit, they're, they're, yeah. they're ready to go. Yeah, yeah, What's Jerry doing? What's yeah. the secret that they're doing? Yeah, yeah exactly. I run 12.54 in January. It's yeah. too early, but yeah. Grant runs 12.53, and it's amazing. Yeah, exactly. I, I am... I can't wait to watch what they do now. You know what I mean? Because obviously they're chopping at the bit. They're in Flagstaff oh, again. Oh, they're, they're, yeah. I mean, I don't even know if they've announced other than Cooper racing yeah. Milrose and yeah. Elise racing Milrose. Have they even announced what races they're doing? Like, yeah, I mean, I'm nothing. sure, I'm sure they got seen, something planned. Anything. I mean, yeah. I know shit, Cooper's like, running Milrose and that's about it. I mean, I think like Grant, if he goes to BU, he could probably run like, yeah. what do you run outdoor? 1248? I, I heard something that he was going to like do like a 2K against Jakob in like France or something. Real, that'd be so, like, I don't know if he's like changing it up now too, like wanting to go out and do some races since yeah. he kind of did the script last year because it is like, hey, if you want to do fun stuff, 
now's the year to do it before you go back to your time trialing before the Olympics yep. to like get your marks again. Exactly. You know? So I would like to see him go to uh, BU and see if see what he can run for five k. I mean, shit, yeah. if he ran twelve forty what six in yeah. Brussels. I mean, what could he run yeah. on BU's I mean, track? I mean, I mean, I mean, if he doesn't have Joey, I guess Joey paced Woody's race, but uh, these. Uh, I mean, who's gonna pace him? You know, like which Bowerman guy on the team right now is gonna lead him out? Dude, that's like know? the limiting factor. Like, I mean, you take it for granted, but like for me, having like Ollie and like just like our team to like be able to help. Oh pace, yeah, when you texted me like in December or whenever it was, you're like, yeah, I think Ollie's gonna help me out because you help them out. I was like. Say less, bro. <laughs> like, mark my calendar. Yeah. You know? I mean, to get a guy who can go through 747 and then yeah. jog, or not jog, but keep going another 800. Yeah. It's like, oh, it how many people in the world can do that? Yeah, it makes a world of difference, you know, because then it, it, it is a type of thing where it's like we hit the brakes, right, in like our race back there. And all of a sudden, if we had a pacer keep keep pulling us through, like, I do think, you know, like George and all those guys are all capable of running a world standard later this year. And I'm sure we all will. And I'm excited for that. It's crazy how, like, uh, like, you know, Bowerman was kind of this Lewis Hamilton, Mercedes, like kind of just winning, 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 you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like the OAC Red Bull, I like to call <laughs> it, you know what I mean? have come in and like taken the throne a little bit now. So I'm sure, uh, I'm sure they're scheming big time over there. In I Virginia. know. Well, I mean, I always say it's easy to get good, but it's hard to stay good. And yeah. so I think we're at the point where we got good, mm-hmm. but now it's like, it, it's hard to stay good. And that's mm-hmm. kind of, I mean, I tell Ollie, I tell like people on like, we can't we can't like just because we're at this level now you can't like let off the gas you need to keep doing everything right because yeah bowerman i mean they're ready to go you know all these teams are ready to go and so as soon as you let off it is a cutthroat sport it is a what have you done for me lately sport you know oh yeah it's it is it is brutal and uh it's definitely one of those things where it's like and yours can like pop like like fly by you know like i know i lost years because of my achilles you know like i my heart breaks not seeing Justin Knight back out here crushing, yeah. you know, with his Achilles stuff that he's dealing with too, you know. Like, I know he's going to be back, but it's one of these things where it's like, yeah, even when, like, Cooper and Cole were, like, going through their little injury thing, you yeah. know, this past year, I was like, damn, like, these guys, like, they were on top and they felt all the energy of being on top, but then staying there and maintaining it. It's hard. That's so hard, yeah. you know. Well, it's crazy when, like, what, Cole was fifth at the Olympics or something yeah. or whatever, That's and right. it's like, Oh yeah, but and he, he'll be back there. Yeah, but it no, might no, take him a lot to like relearn. No, I'm, I'm sure he'll there. be back. But then it's like he has one little injury, doesn't make. He made worlds, or maybe he was third. At he US. made. I think he made world indoors, winning USA's. Like, yeah, and blowing he, everyone out. Yeah, exactly. And then, out. Yeah, and then he doesn't make world outdoors, and it's like all of a sudden, oh, is, is Cole done? It's like, no, this guy's fifth at the Olympics yeah. less than a year ago. Yeah, yeah, I know, but, it's the same thing. It's like Cooper, like, not having his best day at Worlds because of an injury, and it's like, oh, Cooper Tier, like, making the wrong decisions already professionally. Yeah. It's like, dude, this guy was untouchable. Is he, like, 19 like, years old? Ago. Like... Yeah, I know, people forget about it, and it's funny, like, yeah. All right, we'll end on that. We covered a lot. I could talk to you all day. Maybe we'll just do a monthly pod together <laughs> yeah. and just go over the races. We'll get you back on after Milrose. Um all right, man. Really appreciate all the time. Thank you so much. And uh, for everyone listening, still listening, thank you so much. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Give us five stars. Appreciate all the love. <laughs>